Middle cough. Hey, B. Hames. Here we go. Draft week is upon us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo. This is a, uh, I was thinking about this today. I haven't been this excited for a draft, anticipated a draft this much, probably since I was in the league. And you're just really anticipating, you know, seeing all the guys that you've watched, where they go, obviously on your own team, but just spend all this time where everyone's going to go. I mean, we've been, you and I have been pretty dialed in on some big drafts, I guess, but Nick Bosa was pretty clear. Khalil Mack draft was kind of crazy, I guess. I mean, Derek, we're two Fresno State guys. That was a pretty crazy draft for for us. Well, I mean, just the, the, and the the draft itself, when they, when they didn't take, when, the Bills took Sammy Watkins, right? That was a big moment in that draft. That was a big moment. And then I guess Derek doesn't get drafted until the following day. Right. Uh, Amari, when the Raiders drafted him, because there was like him and Leonard Williams. I'm trying to think the Niners are kind of boring, you know, oh, some the of their Ruben Foster McGlinchies. at the time was like, yeah, that was big. nailed that it. That was big. Big one. That was, that was big. A little uh, weird that he was, you know, I was like, why is he at 31? <laughs> and well, he found what, out pretty quickly. Yeah, it's part <laughs> of what made it fun. Uh, all right, recording this podcast if if you're watching, you're watching it live in all likelihood on Sunday night, and um, we got live streams coming up. Like we got another live stream, and uh, I don't know how many twelve, uh, eight, like guy. six, seventeen hours. Because we've got John Lynch is going to talk to the media twelve or twelve thirty, right on Monday. I think twelve we'll thirty. Live stream yeah. right after that twelve thirty. I think you're right. So, man, this is great. This is great. So much to talk about today, and we're streaming it on the tube. So for everybody on the tube, we'll get to some of your comments uh, as, as we go along and at the end. Beautiful Sunday. It's uh, I'll say this. One thing has been pretty consistent over the last month is everyone I talk to in the streets guy. I mean, you just bump into a guy at the gym. Mm-hmm. You see a guy at the golf course. I'm not mm-hmm. talking friends or family. I'm talking about people you don't normally talk to that you know know what I do. They're like, uh, they're it, like, hey. Is that a promo code ham hat? You're like, yeah. You're like, I thought I recognized you. Let me ask you about the draft. That too. But I, I have had so many conversations where I'm talking to an individual, maybe that I know, people over here, and they come over and they chime in. This has been a needle-moving month for people giving a shit and everyone having opinion, which in our business, all we want is people to care. <laughs> That's right. I, 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 could, I could do this 24-7, 365. It's, it's about to come... I guess there's going to be a finality of who the guy is, but the conversation's not going to stop. No, it's going to go for several years because there's so many guys that everyone has an opinion on. So if Justin Fields is in Atlanta and Trey Lance is uh, on the Panthers and Mac Jones is on the Niners and, and, and uh, you know, on and on and on, it's going to be – it's just there's going to – this is going to last. Just like – what? Nothing. Oh. Just like – you know, we've had the conversations about Josh Allen and Lamar and like that, I think, is from that draft class, the one that right now probably has the most meat meat on its bone. So why well, saw yeah, it's, the it's gonna last NFL, ne- NFL Network? I don't know if they did it on television. They definitely tweeted it out. So it might have been just on the Internet. Uh, they did a team by team uh, draft. Mark. Yeah, it, it must have been on television. Like Mariucci picked for the Niners. But. 
he picked Justin Fields, but he was also kind of went on a three minute rant of like, you know, the other two guys are sweet. I mean, he's basically saying what everyone's been saying. When James Palmer, who lives in Denver, you know, he covers a lot of the Texans and the Broncos. I feel those are the two teams he's very synonymous with. He's very locked in on the Broncos. He said, if Mac Jones were to fall, he's like, and Justin Fields were there too. I think they would take Mac Jones. And he started thinking general Patton, coming from minnesota well he was just around cousins he probably likes cousins right it would actually make some sense because it wouldn't be your prototypical elway guy but there are a lot of i think obviously the niners the uncertainty but then you have could the falcons actually take a quarterback could denver move up is carolina just a lock i mean they haven't picked up a fifth-year option the patriots there's a lot going on guy but we'll get to why we love this draft we you and i think there are so many reasons to love this draft um before we get any further though and talk about rap sheets tweet from you know, less than an hour ago, uh, I want to I want to talk about the um, the ham hats, John, the Shanahan hats, just for a moment. Uh, someone in the uh, chat, Nathan, asked, "Will you send a promo code ham hat to Australia?" Two answers: No. International shipping kills our margins, and uh, two, there's none left. They sold out to all the people who've been emailing promo code ham at gmail.com over the weekend trying to order a hat. Um, sorry, we did. I responded to everybody. Uh, no hats left. couple things I want to say. Number one, almost every person that ordered a hat did not just write, let me get a black hat. Almost every person that ordered a hat also said something nice, which was really cool. Even the people that didn't get a hat because they were too late all said something very cool, which was very, which uh, I, I thought was awesome. Just We like comments. friendly people, damn it, guy. Yeah. We like friendly people. I also, I also, I have some, you know, we love analytics. We love the numbers, John, you and I, how many people are watching, how many people are listening, how many people, how long do they listen? This is, you know, all these things, uh, ratings, we're always talking about ratings. So we, I, I did some research, John, I want to just pass along some of the research from the, uh, from the ham hats, the Shanna ham hats, the promo code ham hats. We had them in red. We had them in black. They're all gone now. Hey, uh, idea. Hey, take credit. We shipped hats to 21 different States, including the state of California. Uh, outside of the state of California, John, New York was the second most populated ham hat state. We got uh, six. We got six prospects out of the state. Of Te- we went into Texas, John. We pulled out six people out of Texas. Well, could you give me a couple cities in Texas? Uh, Dallas, yeah, I'd have to go, uh, yeah I, I, I could give you some cities. But Prosper? Pull up the spreadsheet. Uh, <laughs> the, the two of them went to uh, uh, one cowboy lane. I don't, I don't know what that is. but Jerry? Uh, m- must have been Jerry. I'll give you some Texas, uh, some Texas cities here. Maybe there was a San Antonio. I don't think there was a Corpus Christi. Uh, John, we shipped to Arizona, obviously. Two to Hawaii. We had two orders from Hawaii. We shipped to Oregon. We shipped to Connecticut, to Michigan, to Wisconsin, to Utah, to Nevada, to Indiana, to PA, to Minnesota, to Ohio, to Idaho, to Florida, to Louisiana, to Colorado, uh, and to Illinois as well. What um, was the politician that went on the rant and his voice got really high? Remember that? And then we're going to- was it uh, Howard Dean? Howard Dean, that's right. Yeah. Um, let's see. You want some cities in Texas? Uh, did I say Utah? I, I don't care. I don't care that. Much. <laughs> well, now, well, now I've got the now I've got the spreadsheet open. I was just wondering. Houston, Dallas, yeah, um, College Station, worst the Red Raiders play. Uh, Lubbock. Austin. Did we get one to Austin? Uh, I think we again. Did I don't want to. I, I didn't mean to put you down this rabbit hole. Who no, cares? No, I can't. Whatever. Uh, we. I, Live Oak, I don't know where that is. Live Oak, Texas. We sent a hat to Live Oak, Texas. I have no idea where that is. Does anybody know where Live Oak is? Anyway, all all over so, California. Would you say like California. obviously the Bay? Yeah, all over California. L.A., San Diego. 
Uh, yep, yep. Fre- uh, Fresno? Sacramento. Uh, not directly Fresno, but like some surrounding Fresno, some Kern County. Um, one, a couple other metrics, people are like, oh, only dudes listen. Not true. We did send one woman ordered a hat. Uh, three women ordered hats if you count two dudes who use their wives' Venmos. So... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's just some of the numbers on the hats. What would you guess shipping would cost to Australia? 50 bucks? Uh, I think it would be, oh, from what I was told, some international shipping would cost like $19. Okay, so it's not too crazy. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, John, shipping was included. Yeah, shipping was. <laughs> Wait, I mean, well, someone's paying for it. That's right. right. Us. <laughs> so, <laughs> when shipping is included, that company's paying for it, or it's built it, baked into the cost. I mean, it's just, people are dumb. We appreciate, we have smart we people. we got nice support. people, smart people. Uh, so, we hope you guys love the hats. Wear them in good health, John. Uh, Nick, in the YouTube comments, says, Live Oak is San Antonio. So, there you go. Didn't you live there? I did live in San Antonio for two years. Yeah. I've always wanted to go. I hated it. <laughs> well, fuck. Charles Barkley loves it. It's got churros and... I mean, it was fine. I had a good time. But when we moved to California, I was like, yes, this is what I'm talking about. That's how I felt at the time. Yeah. I was like eighth I think grade. It, so Yeah, it's, it's changed. Yeah. You know? All right. Uh, <laughs> people, people are offering to pay shipping. We got no more cat. John, no cat. Yeah. We're out of hats. Except Again, I, I, I'm. I think we we we'll figure it out after the draft. We might have to. I've, I'm getting a lot of like. You got more hats. You got more hats. I know. I am too. You know, you got the you got the hookup in uh, in Japan or China or overseas. You know, Haberman knows people. Uh, these these came from the Carolinas, John. <laughs> Maybe we need to go overseas to be cheaper. I mean, they came from China, but by way of the Carolinas. <laughs> yeah. So they went China, Carolina, then back. I think they went Carolina, China, Carolina. San Francisco. It's a back fucking to, lot of back travel. Back to Carolina for a couple, a uh, uh, few things had to be altered, and now back to back to California, and then all to, out across the world. So, wow. all right, we've talked about the hats enough. Let's get into uh, anything else we need to get into. I mean, no. Let's rock all and roll. Right. Let's dive in, John. So here's the deal. Check this out. This was this was Sunday night. Ian Rappaport. Uh, this is what he tweeted, Milkoff. As the 49ers close in on their decision of which QB to take at number three, sources say they are down to two prospects. And the belief is those two are Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Several sources say the focus does appear to have shifted to those two. So can we just analyze his words here before we even talk about exactly what it would mean if this were true? Yes. One word jumps out there. The belief. There I would say two not, word. I would add the word appear to that. Yeah, to me, there are not th- those aren't in concrete. The decision has been made, or they are down to their final two, and over the next forty-eight hours, they will determine the one. I would if say were, the. Re- can I just say something? The report to me here, if we just try to synthesize it down, is they're down to their last two prospects. Like yeah. that's his report. Well, I think we right. typically get this in a coaching search, right? Wouldn't you say if the Niners were looking for a coach, this would be a normal tweet in a coaching search, which would feel very normal. Very unlike, I would say it's very abnormal for a draft with a team not drafting number one overall. It's like the team at three guy is down to two. Like, that's pretty nuts. That's not typical. By the way, they're down to two, (laughs) which is really QBs three and four. Yeah, so it's, it's, that's what makes this draft, and we'll dive into it pretty cool. But I do think it's been trending this way for a while. 
Uh, the Justin Fields talk, which we'll get into in a little bit, has been kind of... Uh, he was never in the Mac Jones conversation. Like the one thing you will say that's been pretty consistent is Mac Jones was coming from all angles. That he was the reason. I think you could safely say it was assumed on the outside and then hammered home by all the the pundits that the reason they made the trade was because of Mac Jones, but they were open-minded to the other two. And then over this process, Trey Lance has appeared. That would be the take from just following everyone. My personal take was they thought Trey Lance, now they really like Mac Jones too, but they, they made the trade knowing once they had studied the tape that his physical traits, that he was definitely in the mix and that his physical traits, they needed this couple months to make the decision. They overpay to get the slot. They, they basically just paid for a slot in the waiting in the line, right? Because they were so far behind in the line, if you put it to like Black Friday, there were only, in their view, three or four TVs, and the TVs were all going to be gone before they fucking got their slot or their little tag. You know, like when you go to a sandwich place that's packed, and you pull a number, and it's like 55, and you you listen for the next number to be called, and they're like, 17. You're like, I'm going to be here a while. (laughs) And you would pay at that time for a $15 sandwich. You would pay an extra probably $10 to just be the next sandwich, right? The funny deli to do that at is is Molinari's in North Beach. You've been there. The thing about Molinari's, yeah. you take a tag, then you pick your own loaf of bread out of a bucket. So then you got 30 people all bumping into each other, just everyone's holding an uncut <laughs> loaf of bread. It's like... Say what you want, though. It's an elite sandwich. It's a fantastic sandwich. It's an elite sandwich. It's got a little soup Nazi vibe. It's very... It's just not normal. No. For sure. But I like to me, what we're talking about from the trade standpoint, you say maybe they like Trey and then they were going to evaluate everybody. I think I, I, to me, what Mike Silver said on Friday made a lot of sense. They liked Mac. And then by trading up, they gave themselves the freedom to dive into everybody without having to worry about tipping. To me, that lines up on the timeline better with John Beck taking over as Trey Lance's personal QB coach for a period of time. So I, I do think there's, again, I think I think what makes this really interesting, and after they pick, we could always go go do the postmortem. Um, I think there's a compelling case. Like I think we can listen to what John and Kyle said at their previous press conference, and I think we could pick it and play it either way. Was Kyle annoyed by the Kirk Cousins questions because he's about to not take anybody? He's about to not take a guy that people will compare to Kirk. Was he annoyed by it because he's about to take a guy that people will compare to Kirk, but he doesn't think that guy should be compared to Kirk. He thinks that's a lazy comparison to compare him to Kirk. Like, I don't know. Whoever he drafts will be able to, with hindsight, say, oh, that's why he felt the way he felt. But I think the one thing, the one thing that won't change after they pick is that when John, when they made the trade, John Lynch said, we paid a premium to move up early, right? And now we could get into why, right? One of the reasons might be just because they knew who they wanted. They thought th- somebody else wanted that person. The other reason could be they wanted to be able to freely go deep into all the quarterbacks without having to worry about other people knowing what they were up to. But uh, I, I do think, like, I tend to lean with what Silver wrote because it also matches the timeline of all the Mac Jones reports that came a month ago. So... The way I, I wish this was my own take, but someone sent me this and it, it makes a lot of sense from in the NFL. Basically, if you're determined to upgrade Jimmy, which was clear when the season ended at six and ten, it was like this can't go on. Yeah, like J- Jimmy's availability was the problem as much as his ab- ability. 
the opportunity to control your own decision is why you have to quote unquote overpay a month and a half ago, whatever, right? 12 to three, a historic amount, right? And if you believe the, there is going to be a guy at three out of the three, out of the three of them at the time, if you assume Trevor and Zach go one and you think there are multiple guys that would be worthy of that decision, you have to believe that other people are going to think that as well, right? If you go, well, we're high level football people. There are other high level football people in this. We just go back to Mahomes. Who was the other team that was smitten over him? It was Sean Payton. Like it was like, yeah, the two high level guys loved Patrick Mahomes. So you just could think and, and John Schneider kind of, with high or the the member the after the report. Well, hey, John, John Schneider's got a little like Danny Ainge with Draymond. Like, yeah, hey, there's a third guy on our board. It's like, oh yeah. Now, in fairness, I think John Schneider just. I think Russell thinks like he's going looking at quarterbacks. I think he's just like a scout scout and he loves going to these pro days. <laughs> right? It's like he I think he just likes to go see these prospects and you know, I mean they haven't come close to getting any of them really, no, so it's No. But also uh, I also love Josh Allen, remember? John Schneider loved Josh Allen. Yeah, so I mean basically they overpay to get the right to make the decision. Now, I think once the decision's made, and the, to me, my favorite part about this week is we're going to have a decision made, and then we can give our opinions. And really, you and I were talking before we hit record. It'll probably be impossible if Mac's the guy that's going to be the most polarizing decision. The argument would just be is, did you have to pay that much? And with all the other moves, it'll be hard to ever hammer it home if you would have or you could have got him later. Because I'll always believe, and there'll be people with the Niners that will probably claim that it would have been, they wouldn't have known for sure and wouldn't have felt great and wouldn't have controlled. Because I would just say, well, the Eagles were willing to pay. Why wouldn't you just go from 12 to 6 to get Mac Jones? Because I would say, if they take Trey Lance, I would defend him and go, yeah, Trey, his physical attributes, his character, he was not going to last probably till 6. Yeah, but I mean, Mac, I think, I, I, think the, be, I think the argument would be open-ended where you could make it and feel pretty good. Like, he'll probably be there at six. Their argument might be, well, we moved up thinking we liked one guy, but this goes back to what Silver wrote, right? Thinking we like Mac Jones, but also wanting to do our due diligence on the other guys. And if we're going, if John Beck is coaching up Trey Lance and, we, and we're sitting there at six, like, we got no shot. If we ultimately com- conclude that's the guy we want, all of a sudden we did that deal we concluded we wanted Trey Lance, right? Just because they draft Mac Jones, does that mean absolutely they liked Mac Jones from the beginning and they decided it was Mac Jones from the beginning? Because once you're at three, and you made this point to me earlier uh, when we were talking on the phone, once you're at three, there's really not a lot of reason to send out all these misdirections. Like, you're not sending John Beck to work out with Trey Lance once you're already at three because it helps ESPN's ratings, and Haberman and no. Middlecoff love it for YouTube for three weeks. Right? You're doing legit scouting. You're right? doing You're legit doing scouting. Le- so I, the, where I am right now, where I've settled on it is, I do think they, like, like you said, you had to at least feel like there's one guy, if that's the guy you conclude you like, like you feel pretty good about him when you move up, because you don't want to move up and then hate everybody, if you could move back or whatever. But you don't want to move up and hate everybody. So there's one guy you think you like, but... I also don't think you do all this stuff with Trey Lance just just for fun. Moving back, though, would be the equivalent of like, you know, you see some of these just outrageous homes when people buy like these $15, $20 million homes and then they put them on. Like I saw Shaq put this huge house in Florida up for sale for like $28 million, 
it's back on the market for like 15. Of it would course. be like spending 20 million and then being like, oh, well, actually, we're moving out. And, and they would only get 10. So you, to me, once you're there, you had to move. My take, though, my pick as of April 25th, 755 at night on a Sunday, I do believe it's going to be Trey Lance. Though I still like on the pie chart, I'm not 90 10. Like I'm, I'm probably 55 45. Like I'm not. If Mac Jones, I'm not going to fall out of my chair, right? I, I, you know, and I, just, I, I do think Trey Lance. If Trey Lance is the pick, I think the whole thing would make a lot more sense, and I would give them a lot more credit. Yeah, look, I, I, Trey Lance has been probably the guy I've spent the most amount of time thinking it's going to be. But part of me feels like in this moment, if he actually is the pick, I'll go, oh, I mean, I know I predicted it, but part of it was out of fear, right? If it's Mac Jones, part of it, you'll go, okay, all that stuff that happened for three weeks wasn't, wasn't BS. Yeah. Right. All the, 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 like the unanimous reporting that it's going to be Mac Jones wasn't BS. I don't know. We'll see. That's the beauty of this is now we're counting down the days here to getting we'll be able to make a bunch of conclusions and then they'll talk and we'll make more conclusions and then we'll be like, oh, I guess the whole the whole fun is over. And no, actually, it's not. We're going to actually eventually all these people are going to play football, which is what we're really here for. It's to watch the football. Right. All this other stuff is awesome. We love it. It's there's not football games. Three sixty five. YouTube exists. Podcasts like I'm not pretending like, oh, we're better than the whole conversation. I'm all for it. But I, to me, the beauty of it is it doesn't end Thursday. It only just begins on Thursday. Yeah, 100%. So um, did, I, did I catch you taking a sip out of some wine? You know, guy, I might have cracked a little bottle, a little cab from our friends at, I don't know, wineaccess.com slash ham, 20% off. Wineaccess.com slash ham, get you 20% off. I can tell you, um, I have, you have sent multiple gifts already in the last two weeks uh, using wineaccess.com slash ham, 20% off your order, your first order. They got bottles for 15 bucks. They got bottles for $1,000. They got everything in between. The one thing that every bottle shares, it is unanimously approved by the wine experts, the sommeliers at wineaccess.com slash ham. Only one of 18 bottles make it on the site. So if you're going like me, you don't know a ton about wine, but you want to send somebody who likes wine, good wine, you can have the trust in wineaccess.com slash ham. Wineaccess.com slash ham. Great gift. I mean, now listen, if you're watching this and you received a gift from me, from the Habermans, or from me and Guy, we paid for it. (laughs) These were not, these were not free. We, we, We paid every gift that we've sent out with our name on it has been paid for. Now we got the twenty percent discount, which is awesome. You really feel it, like when you send four bottles, easily could be a couple hundred dollars. You're like, whoa, twenty percent is a nice little cutoff. It's a great way to send gifts, guy. It really is to family and friends, to significant others, to your wife, to your girlfriend, to your mom, to your dad, to a long lost friend. I mean, what's better than just a couple bottles of wine arriving at your door? You're like, whoa, out of the blue. And there's not much better than a present when you don't expect it. Like, we all know we're getting gifts on birthdays, on eight crazy nights, on Christmas. How about just like a random day in April? You're like, whoa, I got a couple bottles of Cab or Pinot? How do you beat that guy? I, I, I won't lie, John. I sent quite a bit of uh, rosé. All right. Uh, and the beauty, too, if you're like us, you order for yourself. You get every bottle comes with uh, explanation of the bottle, tells you what's good about the bottle, tells you what pairs well with it. You know, I mean, it's just let's go, people. 
Let's go. We appreciate your support. We appreciate the support of wineaccess.com slash ham. So, yeah. Okay. Go do so it. So let's, let's take the rap sheet tweet from another angle. Rap sheet says it's down to two. He does not say definitively it's Mac or Lance, but he says belief. So would you buy right now? Because the flip side of that is, does that mean the Niners are out on Justin Fields? What or about Trask? No, I'm kidding. Because I, I did have the thought, like, what if it's, like, in the San Francisco 49ers select Kyle Trask? Like, it's someone no one's been talking about. Like, Did there's, like, a, a half a percent in the back of my brain that think that's possible. Truly, I don't want to be prisoner of the moment now that you just presented me with this moment, but the ability to hide that for a month would be one of the greatest draft hides ever. Yeah. That's not going to happen. No. Wouldn't think. So do you think it's possible that after all of this, let's say they went in open-minded— that Justin Fields was actually third on their list? I think there's a very good chance, yes. Because I, I do wonder, like he is an excellent prospect in my opinion. Just as a prospect, I like him more than Mac Jones if my coach is on board. Because physically, I saw Bob McGinn in his article talking to quarterback use a name that I've used before in Donovan McNabb. And I think he's more gifted coming out of college. He's definitely faster. Donovan, I think, was a little thicker. Probably is a little bit stronger of an arm. But this guy's more accurate. It's crazy when you look at guys in like the late 90s. You're like, wonder what his completion percentage is. And most of them are like 57, 58. Like that was 58 back then. What would you say is like 63 now? Like it's, that's why Josh Allen's really stuck out. It's like, bro. No one's 57 anymore. You I know. know. <laughs> it's like, like the good ones are 70. The average ones are like 63. But back in like the 90s, if you were like 59, you'd be like, oh, this guy's an accurate quarterback. You know, he's like playing in the ACC. So I, I think there's a lot Make, there Making 17 with. pass attempts a game. I think there's a lot there to work with. And if you told me that Justin Fields did end up with Kyle Shanahan, I think they would be good. But I can't – I do understand like certain coaches, if he's not on board – and Mike Shanahan's worked with this guy before. They have been around him. Obviously, they just known him for a long time. I mean, it turns out that quarterback collective was back when he was in high school. So if you just have a guy that's that big and you're a football junkie like Kyle, like you've kept tabs on him, right? We're all, I do it and you do it when we just meet a random guy. Any human listening to this, if you meet someone and like they're a high school basketball player, football player, and they tell you like, yeah, I'm going D1. You're like, you're just going to keep tabs on someone you know. Mm-hmm. So Kyle's football coaches are no different. So, uh, for whatever reason, if they are out on him, and I'm not, like, I'm not fall out of my chair if they announce Justin Fields. I will say this, though. If they announce Justin Fields, number three overall, and I've been saying this for a while, like, I, and part of it is just quarterback talk this time of year is always so much different than other positions. I'll never take any of it seriously again in the month of April with the media stuff with just the people that claim they know what they're hearing. Like, it'll all just be like, I I don't, I'll never believe a fucking word coming out of anyone's mouth. Because that, it's been pretty clear, like, they have been hammering home the other two guys this whole time. And really, it's been really Mac. Like, there haven't been many people like, it's going to be Trey Lance. It's really been Mac. It has not been Justin Fields. I Like, I've seen, you know, um, our buddy Chris Biederman, who covers the Niners, he wrote a thing a month ago why he thought it'd be Lance. I, I know Matt Barrow said he thought it'd be Lance. I haven't. I don't have everybody's list in front of me, but you're right. The field stuff feels to be the fields to the Niners stuff feels to be by far the least connected this whole time. The least connected. 
I, right? I, I, because because the Mac stuff yeah. was reported, the Lance stuff has not been so much they're going to take Lance as it's been. Look at all these reasons why Lance is a match, and then the John Beck stuff comes along, right? But the Field stuff really was the first one, and that was just the QB Collective thing. Felt like Fields was first, had a short window, then Long Mac, now some Lance. That's how I early would, early on though. Wouldn't you say the Mac just felt like people just doing the natural conclusion, or do you think people were hearing that it was Mac Jones? You know, it's tough. I I think it was a combination of both things. I think it started with the natural connection. I think Sims saying yeah, Mac Sims makes sense. Yeah. I think that just you know I think you hear things. It accelerated it for sure. And then somebody says a thing that's similar to what you heard and you want to get your thing on the record. I think that's how some of this stuff works. So um, I I, I just know this about Justin Fields. Like there are going to be teams that if he starts falling a little bit, and when I say falling, like if you're at five or six, like Justin Herbert just went six. You know, like if if you're there at six, seven, that's that's not a tumble. Like to me, a tumble, we've seen those before. Johnny Manziel... Brady Quinn, Aaron Rodgers in the 20s. Like, you go in the top 10, that ain't a fucking tumble. You know, you just... And who knows? Like, if Trey Lance goes, my does are we sure Mac Jones goes above Justin Fields? That would be the other question, right? If, if Trey Lance is the pick at three, I think the most fascinating thing the next, like, four picks is, like, what is the next quarterback off the board? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I, I, that, that will be... If Trey Lance is the guy, I'm like I, I would pay to find like I want this information now because then it would get back to this whole Mac Jones talk. Like you trade up for a guy like Justin Fields, you trade up for a guy like Trey Lance. Historically, and that's what these drafts are based on. I, I they they are a market, like a stock market, like a housing market. They're based on precedented on precedent and based on previous players that equate to physical traits to what it costs to get them. And obviously that's changed a little bit. Like, it'd be the equivalent of like the tech boom in the Bay with the the, the housing numbers went bazook, you know, just fucking hit the ceiling. A little bit like, you know, Mahomes and Josh Allen of recent memory. And I'd even say Justin Herbert, that now people are freaking out. But Mac Jones doesn't have much in common with all those guys, right, physically. Any of them. No, but I will say this. Where field, Justin Fields does. Yeah, but if we're going to make a... Um uh, a housing comparison, like it, it, I think it got to the point where this idea of value went out the window. There's no, what do you think it's worth? There's just, what does someone willing to do to a, to get the house? You just get the house, and then you worry about you waived your inspection contingency and you waived your loan contingency, and now just get the asset, just get to the point. And you said this well earlier to me, just get to the point where you're in control of the decision. And that's all you can once you can control your own decision, which is what you do when you move to three, kind of. I mean, it's dependent on two, but we think they knew what was going to happen at two the whole time. That's that's just the price you had to pay to get there and be able to be in control of your destiny. Well, I I think I put this on my Instagram story. I saw Bob McGinn in his quarterback breakdown. Yeah, I saw that. Just kind of say something like he thought this quarterback class, I mean, not him, but this a scout or an executive. And I do think it makes a little bit of sense. Historically, these guys... Maybe a couple guys go in like the top 10, but there would be guys all over maybe in the te- late teens, maybe in the 20s. Like it used to be normal for a guy just to go like 12 or 15 or 18, like the second best quarterback. And back to the housing market, I think people think in California, well, you can just real estate, real estate, real estate. Well, what happens if business in the next 20, 30 years doesn't come here anymore? 
Silicon Valley, it goes to fucking Austin and Nashville. And California completely crashes. Because for the most part, maybe Stockton or Sac or Fresno would crash, but the Bay in LA never would. Well, what if one day it does? Just like, what if all these quarterbacks aren't that good? Besides like Trevor Lawrence, which is possible. And eventually, and it kind of happened in the Josh Allen draft, right? I mean, Baker got his fifth-year option, but I, looking back, he's not a number one overall pick. Like, no way on God's green earth. Like, honestly, Baker should go in the 20s. If you could do that over, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson go 1-2, and then who knows? Obviously, Josh Rosen doesn't even get picked. Sam Darnold, I mean, the jury's still out, but he would not go in the top 10. And, uh, and who am I missing? Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, and Baker probably goes in the 20s. So my point is, like, all these guys, like, there is a decent chance that five quarterbacks go in, like, the top 10. And we look back and one is good. Right. And, and it, I don't think it's crazy. That it's Justin Fields. Like, that's what that's my point is historically, you just look back at precedent and you look back at previous drafts and like usually physically like one of the guys like a Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I would bet one of those two guys is going to become a really good quarterback and one of them might just suck. But you just usually the big, super strong guys with that are accurate, like don't suck. Right. At least one of the two of them. One out of the two of them. Yeah, and the I, Mac Jones can be very hit or miss. Now, if Mac goes to Kyle, a little bit like Baker going to a team that's that loaded, to me, that's the it, it's hard to suck. It's like you go, well, okay, could you have been better with one of the other guys? Maybe. But one of the other, one of the other guys is somewhere else that's not looking so good. And your guy's solid, right? That's where it gets hard to know. Because, but, but I agree with you. You take five guys, you put them five different places, odds of all five hitting are extremely low. It doesn't happen when it comes to, like, five quarterbacks clustered in 10 picks or whatever it ends up being. It's just, it just doesn't happen. So I'm with you. Like I, I think the odds that, so Lawrence's can't miss. Well, I wouldn't say can't miss, but, well, I, but it'd I be hard for him He's to being treated stink. like luck yeah. and Elway and right. So let's just, yeah, he's on a different plane than all these other guys physically. And that's where I think people miss. But his arm is like, Fields' arm is better than, than his. Yeah, I mean, but his arm's pretty good. And he's six four and a half. He can run. He's taller. Six four and a half feels like he's six. Yeah, he's fucking tall as shit. He can run and he six, can. Six. he's accurate. Like, that's, yeah, the other, just that's saying, part of it. Like, part point, of Mac Jones' ding is he's not that tall. Yeah but, yeah, but my point here is not about Mac. It's just about, so you've got a can't-miss guy at one. You've got the guy at two. Doesn't seem like there's been any debate for... We'll see in the end for the Jets, but Zach Wilson, no brainer. Okay, whoever goes third is going to Kyle. Whoever goes fourth, well, we don't know. Potentially, the guy goes four, goes to Arthur Smith, and sits for a year. Yeah, wouldn't be bad. Right? My my point is just like I, each one of these things right now in the moment seems like oh well, yeah that you would count on that one to succeed and that one to succeed and that one to succeed, but the odds are just that it doesn't all work that way or we just got this incredible influx of quarterback play in the nfl 100 percent. it would be you would never have seen it because we thought that just go back to the 18 draft we thought the biggest question mark was josh allen and lamar jackson and it was like oh sam Darnold's going to be at war solid baker's going to be pretty good he's a kind of a drew breezy and rosen is just your prototypical pocket quarterback well pocket quarterbacks died uh, turns out Lamar Jackson was way more accurate than everyone realized, and he's way faster than everyone. Like his speed immediately translated. Josh Allen got accurate. Baker just kind of got a decent coach, and their fucking their roster stack. Like, let's just go one and two. Here's the thing: like, we don't know Urban Meyer's going to be big time in the NFL. Robert Sala's never coached a game, right? 
we think LaFleur is going to be good just because his brother's solid and he knows from Kyle, but you just never know. Like, there, there's going to get to a point where, you know, it does feel like every Shanahan guy can't miss, but just that's not the way it works. And, and again, maybe Justin Fields goes to Atlanta and sits behind Matt Ryan for a year and Arthur Smith is a really good coach and bam, it's... Or somehow the Patriots get him and he gets with Josh Allen and Bill Belichick. Josh McDaniels, yeah. I mean, I, I, what would I say? Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh uh, I guess he would be yeah. in, the, in his division. Like, he like, elevates his game because he's with Josh Allen. Um, that, that, that division would have some star power. Just Zach Wilson, Josh Allen, Tua, and Justin Fields. Give me that. Like, I, well, let's get, hold on. Don't go too far down that road. Cause, but as it relates to Fields and the Niners, do I still think it, they could take him? I mean, do I think they've already made up their mind? Like Jeremy Fowler reported? Yeah. Do I think they're still looking at all three? I absolutely don't. So yeah. would I be surprised if their board right now has Fields third on it among these three guys we're talking about? I would not. And I also wouldn't be surprised if somebody drafting after the 49ers acts like the Vikings did when the Eagles took Jalen Rager and let them have Justin Jefferson if they end up with Justin Fields. I agree. So. Complete agreement there. Okay. So let's talk about why we love this draft. You and I love this draft. I, I, I guess we kind of just started the conversation there. Let's start with the quarterbacks, though, and then there's there's so much more to it because this is pretty, this is pretty unique, right? We've got a national championship Clemson three year starter. We've got Ohio State's national championship contender starter. We got this guy Zach Wilson who burst onto the scene when no one else was playing football. He was like the only quarterback on the West Coast playing football. We got Alabama's national champion, a Heisman finalist, starting quarterback, and then we got like this other guy who came running out from behind the curtain, had enough hype that he played one game this year, even though he's at North Dakota State, but, like, they've become QBU. It's a, This is – plus we've got, like, a Florida quarterback, we've got an A&M quarterback, and pretty pretty special. Yeah, I mean, clearly to get a hype on a draft, quarterbacks carry it, right? The equivalent of, like, for the NBA to be good, you need Kobe's and Michael's and Steph's. Like, in a draft, to make it really, really important, you need quarterbacks. Ideally, you just need two or three. This is kind of a this is a crazy amount of riches for you know. I, I can't imagine NFL Network, ESPN. I don't even know what channel. I guess those are the two channels, right? That broadcast the draft. Got to be got to be licking their lips that you're just going to have the quarterback needle moving. Especially like you said, Clemson has become just a powerhouse program that we all watch. Well, you don't really watch during the regular season because they destroy people. But you watch one or two of their big games regular season, and you watch their two playoff games. Alabama, you do end up watching more because they just it tends to play in a couple big games a year uh, that are actually close. And Plus they just for us, play. They're basic. always on like CBS and like four All, in the afternoon or one hundred percent. They're the noon. easiest watch for me oh. as a consumer by God. far. Like you said, BYU was very unique this year, and the kid was just really special. Like it yeah. was. It was eye-opening how good the fucking guy was. I, I mean, saw he looked, again, right? He was in a QB battle to win a job. I don't quite remember it that way, but yeah, you'd know better than me. I, I don't either. I, I don't. The one scout said, like, you know, it's just he's a young enough now where clearly he copies Aaron Rodgers, like his playing style. And you have to like, there are going to be kids that copy Steph, but you're going to have to be able to shoot. Eventually, we're going to get a guy like, damn, the guy kind of plays like Steph. And I'm not talking like I'm talking a guy that's like 15 now that's going to come up. And it's really going to stand out. That's what this guy did. And if he gets drafted number two, like that's a remarkable story. I'd say Mac's a remarkable story. I mean, the guy replaced Tua. Tonga Bailoa, who everyone talked about as like tank for Tua just a, just a year ago. 
But here's the other thing, guy. We have star power at skill positions. Like, we got four skill guys in Pitts, Waddle, Chase, and Smith that if any team in the top, like, 20 lands, you're going to be fired up, right? You're going to be like, we just got a star receiver slash tight end. Obviously, Pitts is probably going to be the first of the bunch. But I'd say any of the teams that get the other three guys, like, if you'd say, tell New York Giants fans you end up with Devontae Smith at 11, that's a big deal. You're like, fuck, we got Daniel Jones got weapons galore now, right? Or the Eagles land Waddle or whatever. Like, wide receivers move the needle, too. We live in a fantasy generation slash those guys are just really famous, right? I mean, Jamar Chase was the best player on the national championship team. He had 20-plus touchdowns. And then the guy I mean, that Joe, he played with. Joe Burrow. Yeah, but I think Jamar was, like, they talked about if he had come out last year, it felt like he goes top five. And maybe, who knows, once you jive into it. Yeah, I mean, quarterback's more important, but I just think in a vacuum, the player, like Jamar Chase was a dominant player in the SEC, could not be stopped. Yeah. Like, Joe Burrow did have, like, he doesn't have a great arm. Like, like what are Jamar Chase's flaws, really? It was speed, and then he ran a 4-3-8. Now, I know he's not necessarily that fast, a little uh, inflated at the, you know, no combine with the electronic times. But my point is, Jamar Chase was an absolute needle mover in the greatest wide receiver draft ever. I mean, every executive was saying that. They're like, yeah, the best guy is not even eligible, right? I See, I think the QB thing is a double whammy always when you've got multiple quarterbacks that go high it's a double whammy because you've got all the quarterbacks to talk about and then they push people down like i I just think we could go through this draft and i've got on on the youtube we've got the draft order up you can see it too but uh, like let's say atlanta's sitting there at four and justin fields is on the board and they've got this guy who grew up in the state who went to georgia who left and went to ohio state they got matt ryan they could draft kyle pitts but they could draft. When are they going to be sitting here? If you're Arthur Smith, I, to me, it's crazy. If you even like, if you unless you hate Justin Fields, I think Atlanta would be insane not to take him at four. Then you got Cincinnati, who, uh, you know, historically they take they awful at drafting linemen, and they're really they take a lot of receivers. They could take Jamar Chase at five, and if that happens, that means Miami at six traded back from three, and then Kyle Pitts falls in their lap. But they don't have to take Kyle Pitts because they got Gasecki. They could take somebody. They could take. They could do what Cincinnati potentially does and take their quarterback's college teammate, right? They could take Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle. It's like holy shit. Now Detroit's sitting there, and Trey Lance or Mac Jones or Justin. Like there's two quarterbacks sitting there for them, or one quarterback I guess sitting there for them potentially. But they just did the golf thing. So if you're them, you don't do that. Maybe you take Panay, but maybe there's still. Two other tackles on the board. Maybe you trade back. You let somebody else come up and take Panay. Well, now Carolina just drafted that, just traded for Darnold. Are they going to take Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle? Are they going to take an Alabama receiver? I, to me, like, what if they, t- what if they could take Mac Jones right there? They, they, they could take Mac Jones. Dallas is sitting there at ten. Denver's sitting there at nine. Uh, Philly's at twelve. Always dangerous to move up. I just, I think this thing is incredible. The quarterback started, but we've got Alabama receiver, Alabama receiver, LSU receiver. Uh, uh, Florida tight end, and then like everyone, you know, elite tackle prospects. I'm probably missing somebody. I just, to me, this draft holds its water for several hours. And then it could be, we haven't even talked about does Patrick Sertain go to one of these teams and push some guys down? Does a corner go, right? 
Does a linebacker go and push down a receiver or two? Well, I, I would say more than ever, and really following the draft, I mean, for a living now for over a decade, the least amount of defensive players talked about. Now, it's mainly because five quarterbacks overwhelm, but then I feel like the, those four skill guys, the I, I know he's called a tight end. I just call him like an ass kicker. <laughs> and the three well, that'll come receivers. up in arbitration. So you got the five quarterbacks and the four skill. That's nine players that just naturally get all the headlines. And part of it is like there isn't a Bosa brother. There isn't a Miles Garrett. There is not a pass rusher. Because right. typically those guys are stars, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone wants the Khalil Mack. The, the, I know he didn't become a great player, but Clowney was a, Clowney was a major guy. Right, right? major he was, story. He, he's a headliner. We, we were uh, talking about him for a year. Should he sit out college? Two years. Ch- Ch- Chase Young. Right. I mean, if that player, if that player existed, like where would that guy go in this draft? I guess Atlanta, like if Chase Young, if you're Atlanta, you just like, fuck, we'll just take Chase Young at four or Khalil yeah, Mack since, or whatever. Even since, oh, I mean, if you're Cincinnati, you got to help out Joe Burrow. You probably got to take a lineman. Yeah. But Miami, uh, Miami could, wouldn't yeah. take him. Miami doesn't need defense. Uh, I mean, they don't really have a true like elite pass rusher. I'm just saying, like, all, that's how it happens. All of a sudden, like, the Khalil Mack's there at six, and you just can't pass on it, right? Yeah. Gruden comes storming up. That's what I, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. He's got a 17. You never know. But that's, but I think part of it, like, if you're Dallas, the Giants, and Philly, it's kind of crazy that those three teams, same division. Shows you how shitty that division was. God, they all had bad records. No. I guess the Eagles traded back. But they're going to be three good players right there, non-quarterbacks. And none of those teams are taking a quarterback. I guess the Eagles always could be. I told I'd this, be sh- I, I was told to just keep an eye if one of the guys they love is tumbling, just to move up like a couple spots to get. Uh, it'd be like Justin Fields, because again, Justin Fields guy, like if he's if he's there at like nine or ten, I, I guess I don't know if Dallas would do a deal, but I guess maybe you would if you could just get a second round pick. It would be weird. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if he's there at 10, maybe they could get more than – I mean, you might get – now all of a sudden New England's coming up from 50. If you're Dallas, would you trade and you knew – you had two teams wanting to come up to 10 for fields. One was Philly in your division. One was New England. What would you is rather like the difference? New England? Was the difference going two spots back, I get a third and go five spots back and get, get a, a second? second? Yeah. And you send him to the AFC, and then if Bill turns out to turn Justin Fields into a superstar, I think it would. De- I think it would depend on who you loved, who you wanted, slash who was on the board, and then if you move back three, five spots, is there going to guarantee to be one of the guys? I think it would just depend on the situation. Yeah. The one thing you do see in the draft, just like why do you care? Like if the Eagles are willing to give you a second round pick to move up two spots, you're like, yeah, we'll just take the second round pick and move back, right? Uh. Yeah, I would say if if you're in my division and I like I can't take a quarterback, a quarterback, but I like the guy, I don't think I could do that. If I think you, the guy is good, you'd rather just take a little less and send him to like New England or something. I think so. I would. Yeah. To me, it just normally depends. I would not operate it, like that. But at what discount? What if it's like fifty percent discount? Do you think the player's good? Like if you're Scott, if you guys all think he's a star, like you don't want to play against him. If you think, like, let's not use Mahomes, because like you told me earlier, we're always using Mahomes. Like, you just think he's Dak. Let's yeah. say you think he's Dak. you be like, nah. I I mean, I'll, I'll give you a guy that I don't think anyone talks about a top five guy, but he's a top ten guy. is like Lamar Jackson. Like, would you want to fuck with Lamar Jackson? Well, there was no chance. <laughs> yeah, so. So, I, you know, it's hard. It's, it's really And tough. it's weird, because when you say him, you think about the he's. He's an MVP. Yeah. <laughs> 
but that's so just so much good stuff and i'm sure other stuff will pop up there's always a couple jared be like jared be like you you've seen that sirianni talk (laughs) who cares rock paper scissors (laughs) i mean and then there's there's always there's gonna be trades because you've got all these good players so does chicago do something does washington do something i think carolina's fascinating just because they've they've been they've tried to be aggressive they just haven't been able to right they I think I, one thing I'll go back to on the Niners and Mac Jones, if, if Mac is the pick and we wonder, did Carolina want him to? I think the Niners and the Panthers have been talking to the same people for a few months because I think they probably both talked to Detroit about Stafford. I think they both talked to the Jets about Darnold. I think they both talked to the Texans about Deshaun. I bet there's been just a lot of – if you're talking to the Niners, you've probably been talking to the Panthers for the last two months. Jed idolizes and, and has wet dreams believing that he could have been as successful as David Tepper if he had stayed in finance. Yeah, does Tepper own a soccer team? He probably wants to. He's he has the next. money. He has the money to. Maybe an F one team. I wanted the NFL owner to own an F one team. Jeff. Well, they're bringing it to America. I know it's on the. When's, there's an F one race. Somebody, buddy. Well, but I'm saying that they're, they're thinking about making an American team. Oh, like they're trying to the, get an American ownership. But I don't want the Haas racing team. I'm on season one. Do they still suck in season three? Uh, I I don't. I, maybe I don't lock in as much. Like I got my phone up. Is, is the Haas uh, American owner? They got an American guy running the team, and it's not going. Gotcha. Last, again, season yeah. one, so I'm like three years behind. I'm three years behind. I don't focus enough when I watch. I, I watch that as kind of like a baseball game. In I, the back, I, I'm back. with you. I do it too, but then you just catch a few things. and Yeah. I, anyway. Um, yeah. I thought Ferrari was way better, but it turns out they've kind of tumbled. You know, they have I the saw, name. They have the I, brand. I, I saw a guy walking down Eugene Street like three days ago wearing a Mercedes hat. And, and like my first thought was like, dude, congrats on your Benz. Do you really need to wear the hat while you're going on a walk? But then I thought maybe he's an it's F1 like wearing fan. a Giants hat. Yeah. Or Dodger hat. Maybe he's an F1 fan. It's a little different than wearing a Giants hat or a Dodger hat. But what if you were what if he was just a diehard Mercedes like Lewis was his guy? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So guy, they are massive. Like, OK, like, he's a racing fan. Maybe it's different. But did he just get the hat at the dealership? They threw it in with the car. and You just walking around. Well, I'm I had not someone in my Mercedes t- now, but if I was, you'd know I had a Mercedes. I, I had I had a rich person tell me once, like you know, you, eventually you're just like, yeah, I have money. Like, what am I supposed to do? Hide it? <laughs> this is what I drive. You know, I'm a nice no, guy. I've, I've seen plenty of people in like a Tesla zip up. I think they must throw in a zip up with your Tesla. I'd wear a Tesla zip up tomorrow. I don't have a Tesla. <laughs> I'd wear Mercedes clothes. Don't own one either. Just like Mercedes Polo, <laughs> Mercedes hat. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cool logo. Come out to the parking lot. <laughs> it is a good logo. I know. It's a great logo. All right. Uh, should we tell the people about Sleep Number before we go any further? Oh. Sleep Number, baby. Here we go. Get in it right now. Sleep Number. Drink some wine. <laughs> Drink some wine and then get in your Sleep Number. The one thing you know about us here, people, we push product. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Proven quality sleep is sleep is life-changing sleep. Uh, save up to 1200 bucks on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds and adjustable bases for a limited time, only sleepnumber.com slash ham. Well, Guy, you have a Sleep Number bed, I have a Sleep Number bed, and we all know this. Sleep dictates my mood. And I think for most people, a good night's sleep can change your life. I'm, I'm not, that's not hyperbole. Like, when you have a good night's sleep, you're so much more productive, you're so much friendlier to your significant other, you have so much more energy to attack the day, and a huge part of that, I don't know, is just the bed you sleep in. Ever since I got my sleep number bed, I don't know about you, guy. Well, I do know because you sleep great, too. 
we just we sleep more than the average human being. I mean, it's just it's proven. Studies have shown. 83% of couples report one or both partners sleep too hot or too cold. So when it comes Ooh. down to couples sleep too, one of the largest factors is sleep temperature. The optimum sleep environment, John, 65 degrees. Uh, right now, find something for everybody in your house, everybody in your bedroom at sleepnumber.com slash ham. Again, save up to 1200 bucks on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds and adjustable bases for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Uh, by the way, on YouTube, um, where did this one go? Somebody said, Visionless Dave said, Haberman is mad because he doesn't have a Benz. That is correct. Yeah, I mean, I would take I a think Benz so fast. I think the hat is pretty cool. I think the hat, I, I, I just think their logo, I think the Ferrari logo, like whenever you see, it's just the Ferrari red, it's kinda, it kind of pops. My problem with the F1 show is it kind of exposes. Like, what happened to Ferrari? Like, there, when I think the brand of Ferrari, you just think, like, uh, the Ritz or whatever. Just think about the best brands in the world, right? It's just it's a premium, elite brand. Like, I'd say Ferrari's above Mercedes just because I don't know normal people that drive Mercedes. I mean, fuck me and you could go down to the, the dealership and buy a Mercedes if we wanted to. But, like, I couldn't buy a Ferrari, Right. I guess maybe it depended on how much they needed for a down payment. But last time I checked, like Ferraris are like 250 grand minimum. Uh, but their team sucks. Yeah. I mean, they used to be great till Shelby came along, right? Ford versus Shelby. Or oh, yeah. Good show. Called? Yeah. Is it Ford? Ford versus, Ford versus, Ford versus Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. Shelby was the guy that Shelby made was the Ford Shelby, kick their ass. The, the Shelby yeah. Ford. But Ferrari was kicking ass. I don't think they've won. They haven't won for like since. five. Well, since Lewis, I think, went to Mercedes, they started kicking ass. And I asked a question on Twitter one night when I was kind of stoned and just watching it. And I said, you know, it kind of reminds me of the Belichick-Brady debate. Is Lewis a great driver or is Mercedes the best car? Right? And that's the thing. And most people ask, like, Lewis is a great driver, but Mercedes is the best car. It's a combination of both. Like, Belichick's a great coach. Tom's a great player. Just you put the two and two together. Like, you put Phil Jackson with Michael. Like, it's a wrap. Right, right? right. You put Mercedes with the best driver. It's a wrap. Like, I and give they got Tiger the, the best clubs. Like, he's going to win. And they got the best driver because they're the best team. Yeah. Right. He makes 70, $76 million. That's his salary. Just to drive. I was telling someone this the other day. I was, on a, I was texting about it. Think how much you make way more being an individual athlete. That, like, in team sports, right? Like, football is a good example. Like, the highest paid quarterback right now is probably Dak. At $40 million a year, which is a shitload of money, which is basically like the new, that's like NBA money, right? $40 million a year. Phil Mickelson, the second best golfer who by a mile, right? Tiger was way bigger. Not that Phil wasn't big, but Tiger was historically large. Remember like in the middle of this decade, like of the 2010s, he was, he was making like 60, 70 a year. I remember seeing those graphics of like Tiger 100 a year and Phil and obviously like Rafa and, uh, and Federer, and obviously Lewis, like the tennis store. I mean, I think Serena makes huge cash or had, right? You, if you're a top you're talk, individual are you, athlete. Are you including sponsorship I, dollars? Well, yeah, I guess you have to. But I, I don't think like the football players, like Rodgers, the majority of the money Aaron Rodgers makes is on the field, right? Like even if he makes 10, 15 million off, that's a total of 50. Where Lewis, his salary seventy six, like Tiger was easily over a hundred in his peak, right? Phil was eighty or sixty or seventy, right? And he was the second. Lewis is huge. Uh, Serena was probably in her peak, I'd guess thirty forty, 
in, in women's sports, that's insane. So it's just you can make a ton in the solo sports because you don't really have to split with anybody. It's just you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean the the individual. It's it's just you are you are the team also, right? Yeah, like there's no like Serena doesn't play for there's no nobody else ever takes a shot. Serena never Serena doesn't take three abs and sit in the dugout for most of the game. It's like if it's if it's three hours, it's three hours of Serena, right? I'm watching Clayton Kershaw. Wait a second, Kershaw didn't start today. Is he pinch hitting? Kershaw's pinch hitting seven seven in the tenth, John, with the bases loaded. Oh, they came they came back. Or is he pitching and he's just at the plate? I think no, he must no, be the pinch red, hitting no, for the, another pitcher the, is my guess. Yeah, the, the the redhead started. Well, they, I know he started. I'm asking, did Kershaw end up coming in the game to pitch somehow? And now I don't the think plate? so. I don't think so because I was watching earlier and they said that David Price was going to come out of the pen. So Kershaw's at the dish, John. So Kershaw's at the plate. And uh, they're uh, fil- the Dodger fans are fil- no today. They're filming it, so I think this is kind of unique. I wonder if they're out of players. They must be. Uh, how about yeah. how, how about uh, can we? Who I don't know who yet. Maybe it's been reported on the Arizona football staff decided it was a good idea to have a helicopter drop a football six hundred and twenty-five feet out of the air to Gronk, but that person deserves a raise. John absolutely deserves a raise. How genius was that? And Grant caught it on the third attempt. I think no one's that's talking crazy. about the guy that dropped the football either. Give that person some credit. I don't think they got enough credit that they could aim it. The whole thing is pretty remarkable. That you could aim it, he could catch it. To me, wouldn't it would just wouldn't fall straight? Wouldn't it come at an angle? I would. I'm not a you physics major. It? I, yeah. I, <laughs> I thought I, doesn't the helicopter close, push the ball, throw it a little bit. Listen, I I give them credit. They. I don't think their team's going to be any good, but they bring Brewski and Gronk, and they would let them both out. They both coached a different side. Gronk's on this, uh, this like, total frat Instagram thing I follow. Just has debauchery. Last night, leading a party, chugging beers. It, the play, this, it looked just a shitty college house. I think, obviously, his brothers, because Chris That's was filming, this. Chris Gronkowski, they were partying pretty hard. Now, it also could have been old or could have been from another. They made it feel like he was the it just said king of Tucson. So, uh, yeah, I mean... It could have been an old one and a new one, I guess. Yeah, easy excuse for Gronk to come back and party. Do you think it's on Gronk's Instagram? No, he didn't Instagram it. It was, like, on some stupid (laughs) college one. It is pretty nuts. They tried to trade me to the Lions and I retired. (laughs) He he was not... That's so great. Like, I I wonder what his story was out of high school because wasn't he from the New England area? Like, he's from the Northeast, and to end up at Arizona, like, remember when Hernandez got recruited? Like, he was a top recruit in the country when he went to Florida. Like, clearly Gronk was not that. I wonder if Gronk had maturity questions at the time or something weird. Because how does a guy like that end up at Arizona and not at, at like Ohio State or you know being from? It's not Wearing like he's from Tucson. Yeah, just a just a crazy story that is just a whole career pre New England. Because once he got there, he was viewed as a first-round pick. He said back Maybe he wasn't a great blocker at the time, and people weren't looking at receiver. I don't know. I don't know. You have to – some people miss on that one, I'll tell you that much. Now, I don't think he played that much during college because he battled back injuries. He had, like, he had surgery, right? Yeah, I don't I don't think he had, it was like a three-year starter. He just missed games because of injuries. Yeah. But they, they, their program, like when I was with Philly, I guess Gronk came into the league before Foles, but it was always like – Coach getting fired, and Foles had to be the offensive coordinator slash quarterback the last five games. Like, they've always just 
not really had stability, <laughs> you know, over because they just they take a, they they make well, aggressive they hires won a lot, John. Yeah, they haven't won, but they hired uh, right Rich when Rod. I started scouting. Rich Rodriguez was the coach, which yeah. was a big deal for them. Good, which and it was pretty good. Yeah. What was his issue again? Well, I I don't remember if he got fired before there was like a, I think there was an affair with a person secretary. I don't know if it was a like I don't remember the exact details, so I don't want to incorrectly guess. But yeah, it was. And he wasn't seen. winning, but I think they also to be untouchable. To fire him. I think that was yeah. part of it too. Tough, tough place to win. Nick Folk, Lance Briggs, Wildcat. Uh, not Deuce McAllister. McAllister, I think the corner. Chris McAllister from the Ravens. Chris McAllister. Yeah. yeah. Good call. Good call. Good guys. I mean, obviously Teddy Bruschi. Yep. I think it was a defensive lineman, and they moved him to linebackers like a Parcells projection. Um, really talk, quick. You want I mean, to talk yeah, about you, something you, else? You, well, I, I just want to. I love this, and part of it is because I know that deep down the stiffs hate it. I like the seven inning doubleheaders. Like, I, I'm sorry, you know, it's like most people aren't going to watch 18 innings of baseball. It's easier. It keeps people fresh. Like, why not? They just normally do don't that? play any doubleheaders. So why are they doing them this year? They're just doing them so they can have built-in off days. In case you're saying doubleheaders aren't normal anymore in the sport, not really, not unless it's like a rain delay makeup or something like that. I guess you're right. So it's not like a normal like every year. You know, you got a Thursday night game. It's not like you know you have doubleheaders when the season. Normally, starts. you don't. Yeah, yeah. But I don't hate it. The only thing that comes into play when someone throws a no hitter, you're like, wait, does that no hitter count? <laughs> but it doesn't count. It doesn't. I mean, it wasn't no hitter. It was it, just a short. Well, I saw. I saw the baseball guys like the Starks. It's not an official no hitter, hmm. unless the union I mean, agrees no to make an official no. Yeah, but I'm saying the I, I game. I wouldn't put it on the list of no. Would do? I would not. Put, I mean, I don't. I'm not mad at it if they did, but it's not really. A, little little shocking that I, I thought Bumgarner was kind of over the hill. So big moment for him just to have a good game. Stephen Vogt hit a home run number three. How about your Patrick don't, Patterson take? I thought that's where you were going. Uh oh yeah. Uh, Patrick Peterson. Num- or Patrick uh, Peterson. Num- yeah. <laughs> Pat Pat is what I like to call him. Patrick Patterson. Pat Pat. Uh, Change his number to number seven. I think you see this a lot in uh, in the NBA. I mean, for those that have watched the Warriors, they have a different fucking jersey and a different home court. Watch any team. Like every NBA other game. jerseys are out of... I mean, nonstop New Jersey. It's, it, it's out of control. And once you realize why they're doing it, they're not doing it to be hip. They're not doing it to be cool. They're not doing it like the Warriors didn't do the Oakland jersey because they really give a shit about Oakland. They really don't. I mean, they can say whatever they want. They they would have moved to San Francisco 10 years earlier if they could have. They do it to sell them. And they, I've been complaining because I've been watching. I haven't watched that much. I haven't watched the least amount of NBA that I have in a long time. But the jerseys are just kind of outrageous, like the different colors. They're doing them to sell. And I give the NBA credit. Like, they clearly make a lot of money doing that. I think the NFL, and from what I've read, the reason they changed it is the Chiefs, you know, like these, you see when these rules pass or they don't pass, it was like, you know, the Eagles, the the rule that they propose got shot down. The rule that the Patriots propose got, you know, elevated, right? The, The rule that the Chiefs put through. The Chiefs, put this rule onto the ballot of the rules committee or whatever, because they were running out of numbers. <laughs> Some teams do uh, retire numbers. And I remember when I interned for the chiefs in 07, they had a ton of retired numbers. I remember seeing Buck Buchanan 
who Cal Poly, we had some Buck Buchanan winners, Chris Gokong drafted in the third round. They had all these numbers retired. Well, your team, especially this year, right? They allowed more people to dress. They were just out of numbers for certain positions. And I think they've been adamant, like, hey, can we let, can we let, like they do in college, Patrick Peterson wore number 70, plays corner. Well, can we do that now? You know, can I have a guy like Micah Parsons play defensive end or outside linebacker and wear 11? You're allowed to do that now. And I think the NFL, 20 years ago, Tagliabu, no. Because I think most, the Maras, the Roonies, no. Well, the Goodells, the forward thing, the David Teppers, wait, we we can uh, triple revenue? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I don't think it's like they're not doing this for the, you know, it has nothing to do with football, I think. And that's where the NFL is clearly at with basically every move, right? This to me is 100%. They just look at the numbers like, wait, we sell way more. We split the revenue with the players. Everyone profits. And a lot of the players, I think this, like Patrick Peterson's a good example. If you're a big Patrick Peterson fan, and they, he has a huge fan base, right? LSU, or let's say you're a diehard, like a Cardinal guy, and you, he's like one of your favorite players. Number seven Viking jersey is pretty cool. It is cool. The other genius part of the NFL is like you get to make all the new money. You don't lose any money because if a player changes his jersey number, he has to buy up all the stock of his old jersey. What do you mean? Well, if Fred Warner changes to number four, yeah. he has to buy – he has to buy – Hey, reimburse the NFL for all the Fred Warner jerseys sitting in the Niners team shop, sitting at the Dick's Sporting Goods. Yes, the player. Yes, if if now Patrick Patterson changed team, so he doesn't have to do it, right? But if you change your number while you're on the team, now if you change all of a sudden to your single digit, you have to buy out the dead stock, presumably. Not okay, at a discount. That, that's not going to happen that much then. That's that So guys are going to... Now, I guess like the richest guys probably, who cares? But I do feel like guys are probably going to wait. <laughs> oh, that's that's a lot of money then. Yeah, okay. That's, so so Fred Warner was a guy that I saw thrown. It's Someone just said on the YouTube, it's free in 2022. So if you want to do it this year, like could Fred Warner go to four? Somebody said... Wait, it's... This year he has to pay, but next year by 2022 doesn't have to pay. I, I didn't even know that was a rule. That changes my whole opinion. I didn't know the player because I thought a ton of players would change. But if you have to pay your own money, no one's going to. If it's a lot of, if it's ten grand for these rich guys, whatever. But if it's or a if million dollars to change stock. my number, like Fred Warner would probably have to pay a pretty penny just to go from four to fifty-four, right? Well, or who big, definitely yeah. the, uh, Jalen Ramsey would be a good example, like. Guys like that, Derwin James, Jamal Adams, any of these guys that had prominent numbers at big at Florida State, LSU, Georgia, Bama, where you're like, God, I'll profit off this bad boy, right? Yeah. It'll be popular with my single digit. If you have to pay, that's a lot of cash. Uh, question on the YouTube comments, John. Andrew says, didn't Middlecoff knock LeBron for drinking wine? Drink some beer, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm in business with wine. Wineaccess.com slash amp. <laughs> Wineaccess.com slash amp. We're the LeBron James of pushing wine on our on our YouTube sports show. That's for damn sure. He was drinking it at work when he's a professional basketball player, and he got in trouble. Freddie says uh, on YouTube, from what I see in the media, nobody knows who's <laughs> going to be the picks, and Shanahan and Lynch are as mute as a dead man, which is hilarious <laughs> to me. <laughs> Some analysts are sure that's Mac Jones. That's a great line. As yeah. mute as a dead man. I want to use that. Butcherbox.com slash ham. And another special deal, free for a year. 
You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
Uh, Chris says Vikings running back looked into it and it was going to cost him one and a half million dollars to change numbers. Well, but I see to me, he's a prominent player. He He's the type of guy I'm talking about. Right. Dalvin Cook's thinking like, fuck, you know how many fans I got in Florida? I'm Florida State guy. And then he looks, well, Dalvin, you've been a top fantasy pick now a couple years. You're a famous, like if I'm a 12 year old, you might be my favorite player. And I might live in like Texas, right? If I just play the Vikings on video games, think how many people like when you, me and you were kids, I just had random favorite players in all sports all over. The, I think the running backs would be screwed. The McCaffreys, Dalvin Cooks, Kamaras. But I'd say like Kamara, 41 is a cool number. Like you're kind of unique just that. I can see Dalvin Cook. I don't know what he wore. Is 41 cooler I, than four? Yeah, I think, but I think he kind of stands out. He does. I don't know. Guy, he, he makes really, it, but he, I would say it's cool because of him. I don't think it's actually a cool number. You know what I mean? I, I, I'd agree there. It Victor looks Martinez. cool on his body. It looks cool on his body. Alex asks on YouTube, what does it say about Fields that Shanahan knows him more than these other QBs and is a blue chipper and wants nothing to do with them? I would say let's make sure that he wants nothing to do with them before we reach that conclusion. But, I mean, if that's the case, doesn't mean he hates him if he doesn't take them. Um, yeah, you just like other guys more. Uh, to me, this gets back to just because I don't draft you, if you're on the board and I take someone else, I just like the other guy more. Doesn't mean, And it doesn't mean I'm right. Can Gronk switch to 69? No, there are numbers set for positions. So, like, single digits, he wouldn't be allowed to do that as a tight end. I'd be a missed opportunity the, for the NFL. There are, lo- there are offensive linemen. Because what was Brady bitching and moaning about? Defensive linemen being able to wear single digits? It's like, Tom, they wear different colors. Yeah. Because well, uh, my, my right tackle can't wear seven. Right? How did he survive in the Big Ten? I mean, I... <laughs> I, I also think Tom the, the Mike linebacker the, the Mike can be the strong safety wearing 28 sometimes I don't think Tom gets enough credit on this one now I obviously I don't we don't get to see everywhere he goes out but when Tom does go out to public places it's clearly it goes viral fast you never see Tom like separate from his family out at a public event not with a teammate I think Tom realized everything I do like last night he went to the fight in Tampa with Mike Evans and with Gabbert. And to me, I mean, Gabbert, whatever, but Mike Evans. Like, that's... Tom has always been smart about that. Like, I don't think he gets quite enough credit. Like, it'd be easy to... It could have just been Guerrero and fucking one other business guy. Like, I, I'd say that's pretty normal. Like, if you just saw Aaron Rodgers at something, he's usually, like, with his new actor's wife or some guy you've never noticed. You never, ever... See Tom out, and it, it might not be always with the teammate he's playing with now, but it's like guys he played with. Like he really understands the value in that companionship, whatever you want to, however you want to describe it. But like to me, bringing Mike Evans, like he goes, huh? like it's a that's like a business trip, right? He's he's smart that way. Yeah, it's it's um it takes work to actually build a real relationship outside of the locker room. Like it takes effort, and he puts in the effort. Yeah. And he delivers on being, th- like, you're Tom Brady. As Kanye West once told Dave Chappelle, I'm Kanye West. I do dope shit. Like, you're Tom Brady. You get to do dope shit. So include other people in your dope shit. They'll really appreciate it. Plus, it makes you look cool. Who Was the guy next to Alex Guerrero the other, the third string quarterback? Because that guy just got re-signed. The guy that, like, escorted Tom off the boat was helping Tom when he was drunk. What's that guy's name? Probably, but they must. He must have put them in different seats. Like the three best seats were Gabbert, Mike Evans. And, but then I saw. But then Guerrero was next to get uh, next to Tom, and then there was somebody else next to Guerrero. Oh, I didn't see another guy next to that guy. I didn't notice Guerrero 
till following Jake Paul, who brought a B to the fight with him. And on Jake Paul's Instagram, they were hanging out in the back because obviously AB, Mike Evans, they were all laughing, and Tom and Jake. It was like, and that's where I saw Guerrero. It's like, God, this is really quick take on the Pauls. I just naturally fell into hater, right? Because everyone kind of hated on him, thought it was kind of stupid. They've actually gained my respect. Uh, Logan, he cry. I mean, he just he dominates fucking YouTube. Prince Cash, Jake, fighter slash like I just like their whole deal. Like they clearly are onto something. They get it, and they're dominating. I I, I don't know. I am to team Paul. Although they got they got some. There was some controversy once upon a time that I don't remember. But other yeah, than I that, think the, I, well, I, I, don't, I don't I don't know like what it was. Yeah, well, when the when the riots were going in Corona, George Floyd, they looted. One of them did. I think. I, oh, oh, oh. I don't I don't know. I, it might have been Logan, not Jake. That's gotcha. I didn't know much about them before that, but I'm just saying what they are now. I've just seen watching some of Jake Logan's. I remember several months ago stumbling across his show on YouTube. Right, like his talk. It's like a talk show. I mean, not yeah in the traditional sense, but it's just people talking. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's people talking. People talking. It's not like Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, but he, and I he just remember watching. People, it I, I bet he like, has more people. I bet he has more people watching than Jimmy Kimmel ever. Gets. Well, yeah, no doubt. I I just. Uh, I just remember watching it thinking like these people are putting in an effort here to do this show. Like this is not like they're, they have a plan. They know what they're doing. This is an impressive operation. They've grown on me. Not that they, I don't even know where they started because I, they were, I didn't know anything about them besides people just all the Pauls are idiots. Something about a Japanese suicide forest. They, they filmed in a forest where people commit suicide. That got a thumbs down. Um, yeah, that the, anyway. see, that was that was before that I was locked in. <laughs> uh, all right, I did see this other guy that got canceled on YouTube. This thing went viral. A bunch of people turned on him. He had like this crew. Is this guy whose friend got hurt. Yeah, he was. He he got in like an excavator or something in a lake and used it to spin a guy around. And he ends up hitting the thing, breaks his face. And, you know, just a little bit like the Pauls, you're always trying to up the ante. You know, like I think that suicide video that clearly did not go right. Yeah. This guy was swinging guys around. He broke his face. And I think that the team, on whoever this guy I'm talking about, they broke up and now they're all turning on him. They've got him canceled. Gotcha. It's complicated. It's one of those YouTube worlds. Dobrik, that you're like, that's you know, right. That's what's going on? Name. What's his name? Dobrik, I think is his last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got canceled. Like he okay. got booted off YouTube for some stuff. Who's? How about? Did you see the leg break in that UFC fight on Saturday? Oh my god! I've seen people break their legs. I've never seen anyone stand up on the on their on the middle of their tibia or fibula. Tibula. fibula. Yeah. When I first saw it, I didn't watch the other guy. I kept watching the guy that he kicked because I've seen it before. You know, when you kick and they break that guy's leg. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I missing here? And then you watch the other side. You're like, oh my god! It looked. That's worse than any football injury, probably. Now, it's hard because you usually have pads or socks on, so you don't see it as smooth, right? That was bad. I give a... You get in that thing, man. You are a crazy SOB. <laughs> this, the chick that won beat the shit out... You see the chick that got Octagon in? She kept, she, she kept telling herself, I am great. I am great. I am great. No, I didn't see Can that. Can you imagine? The, I've always thought the psychology being a fighter... Like, if you start getting in a fight, someone hits you, then you get mad. But to get into a fight, fighting another elite guy, how do you psych yourself up before you get hit? You know, it's 
It's got to be difficult. Isn't that what they say? Like you just want to get hit. You know, you kind of yeah, but not too hard because you might get KO'd. <laughs> It's a fine balance. Like, hey, man, just hit me on the arm or something. Uh, Tate said, uh, don't, <laughs> don't pump these YouTube people. No, we're YouTube people. Pump, pump these YouTube people. Let's start yeah, with that. Trust me, we don't, they don't need us to pump them. Have you noticed? <laughs> the Pauls are doing pretty good. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some reading. Uh, Anderson Silva kicked. See, I think uh, Daniel says Anderson Silva kicked Weidman, Weidman, Weidman in the shin, same way 2013. Was that at HP Pavilion? Because I saw somebody break their leg at HP Pavilion. It's, I don't, I don't know. know if it's called that anymore, but I saw somebody break their leg there. Um, okay, That's so I got. we got a li- live stream on Monday Tomorrow. again, yeah. probably one ish after uh, after John Lynch is done. Yeah, big week ahead. Can't wait. Drafts here, and uh, I I would expect. I mean, do you think there's any? Anything going to happen? The one thing I've been kind of holding my breath on is anything going to happen Wednesday? Anybody? Is there going to be a trade on Wednesday? Is anything going to get reported on Wednesday? I'm kind of holding my breath for, for some on like Wednesday. Like a, a heart murmur or, a, you know, some weird bone yeah, ADHD, disease. Something follow up yeah. or F- Found a something. bunch of, you know, guns with serial yeah, numbers. Old, an old you know? tweet. Yes, exactly. Guns with serial numbers yeah, scratched An off. old tweet. Yeah. Uh, some guy... Yeah, I don't even know what. I mean, the the Laramie Tunzel, we could have sat here and brainstormed draft uh, things that make somebody tumble for seven hours, and not a single person would have come up with the Laramie Tunzel draft night. So I don't know. No. I don't even think it'd be weird. You're allowed to smoke weed in the in the NFL now. Part of that was the visual, but the, also the, weed. Yeah, I'm talking. It's not just the it's, it's the the gas mask photo. But, like, if a photo came out on Thursday of a dude taking a bong rip, gnawing the mask, do you think it would be a big deal? Like, if Micah Parsons is, like, hitting a bong. I don't think it would. We'd talk about it for 10 minutes and everyone would move on. Yeah. Be like, promo code ham. What promo code did you use? Who'd you order from? I know. Um, Was it good? (laughs) Somebody asked. We got to nail this down. I think we kind of decided. But just to circle back, somebody asked earlier. I can't find it. If we're going to be going with the tipped picks on Thursday, I think our conclusion is yes. If the picks get tipped, they're out there in the ether. We're out here in the real world. We're going to, if the tip is picked, then it's picked. It's tipped. And we're yeah. going to talk about the tipped pick. I, I, I'm for it, but I'm not going to act like, like, no biggie. I hope all the picks get tipped 10 minutes beforehand because that's no fun. But whatever. It'll still be fun. It'll just reduce my fun a yeah, little well, bit if, like, tip- if we're on, if we already know the fourth pick before the Jets have picked. Like that. That's not fun. Yeah. I don't think that's usually the case. It's usually just a little bit ahead. Okay. Well, that's not a problem for me if it's three. But it's like the Jags pick Trevor Lawrence. And then it's like the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. And then someone's like, well, the Niners are going to take Mac Jones. And it's like, well, the Falcons are going to take Justin Fields. I hope it doesn't happen like that. I think here's the reality. We're internet guys. We make our living streaming, interneting. Like, we just, whatever's on the internet, we go with. No, there's no question. I'm just saying, I'm going with it. There is part of it I don't love because it's less fun of the show. Yeah, it's just, it's unavoidable. It's just part of the show. I mean, if you're not on the TV show and faking it. Chris asked, this was, when do we get the Wonderlick? Well, where are the Wonderlicks this year? Uh, Well, I've been, I've leaked them before. No, but I'm saying, did they not take them this year? Uh, That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Feels like no one took a Wonderlick. Well, well, you know when you take the Wonderlick at the, at combine. the combine. No combine. How are they going to make draft picks without the Wonderlick? Oh my God! I don't know. Montana scored a sixteen. He turned out okay. Is that why he wore sixteen? You think? 
I heard someone just talking about that his Wonderlick score was really low. I mean, it, it just, you know, Payton's wasn't, you know, a lot of guys, Brady's, you know. Payton's wasn't good? You know, like 24, 25. You know, like Ryan Fitzpatrick is the greatest Wonderlick score ever. Yeah. Part of it is like, and he's known as like not being a great decision maker. But he's a Harvard smart guy. Like he dominates a standard. Doesn't always test. translate. Like Brett Favre, not a standardized test taker. But turns you out say he's also yeah. You, you can't know, just go to the spelling bee and find your next quarterback. <laughs> no. I think teams are much bigger on their individual psychological tests that they pay people to administer. Right. Like you spend if you do a sure. five hour Zoom with the Patriots, I would imagine thirty minutes of that are like, hey, go with uh, Doctor Bill over here. And it's a guy that administers a test. Who was I reading or listening to? Somebody said that w- there are a couple stories. Was it the Brit think, article? The guy. I think Vince, I, Vince Young had a legendary. I saw someone just put on the. Um, what was that? Frank Gore. I think Vince Young, the first time he ever took it was like a four. Second time was like a 10. He had to take it twice because his first one was so bad. A little like SAT. I, my first one was like 850. Well, maybe no, what, nine. What I was going to say is there was a guy. There was a couple stories about the Zoom meetings. One was a guy asked if it's almost over, he's got somewhere to go. This year. The the player. The player. And another one was the mom came on and started like telling the team and like someone from the te- like, you know, what what the son wants. And someone from the team was basically had to say like, college recruiting is over. Like we choose you now. You don't get to pick us. Like what they wanted like, like the, to I don't live even and- know. It wasn't really clear exactly what mom wanted, but mom was just kind of you know, trying to lay down some terms before the Zoom began. And they were like, yeah, no. <laughs> to me, I, I would question, you should never be like, I got to go somewhere. But is it with like a quarterback coach you've never heard of? Or, or are you saying that to the head football coach? It also might be as simple as like, look, I'm here as long as you need me, but my dad wants to pick up some dinner. We don't want the food to get cold. What time are we thinking we're going to get out of here today? Well, what if it's as simple as, yeah, I got a workout schedule with my trainer in an hour. Like, now, I, I, you guys are drafting 23. Yeah. But I, I'd say this though: if it's like, are you looking at Sean Payton and saying that? Or are you looking at a quarterback coach that you've never heard of? <laughs> I think it, it's a lot easier to say because if it's a head coach, you got balls slash you're an idiot. Maybe it's right? a team you don't want to be on, and so you want them to hate you. That'd be genius. Yeah. Like I ain't coming to Cincy, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, everybody on the YouTube, thanks for hanging. Everyone on the podcast, we love you, and uh, have a great week, everybody. We'll be back soon. Godspeed. Good Sunday night pod. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.